Okay, good evening everyone. So tonight, tonight, Bez Hashem, I would like to wrap up the sugya that we were learning the past few weeks of Avid Inish Dino L'Nafsheh, a person taking the din into his own hands, taking the halachas into his own hands, and pasking for himself in the realm of Chayshem Mishpat. In Archaim Yeradeh, people do this all the time, but we're talking in Chayshem Mishpat, where a person is going, acting as if he's his own Bezdin. If you want to look it up, this is contained in Simon Dalad in Chayshem Mishpat. So, I want to introduce the, the, the final shir with the following shaila that was brought to Rav Shlomo Amar Shlita. This is many years ago. You'll see based on how he uh, describes the question. And we will update the shaila with many relevant scenarios that come up in business. So his shaila was like this. There was a car dealer, dealership in Israel that was importing cars from America and selling it and the, the dealer claimed that this car has all the features and he gives him uh, a paper with all the different features on it and finally after purchasing the car the buyer realizes after a few weeks that he was gypped he didn't get all the all the features in the presentation on the in the agreement now the dealership knows this is an artisanal where there's Besden and he knows that this person's not going to take him to Besden it's just too expensive for what? That he, he didn't give him the, the camera, the backup camera, whatever it is. It, it, it's just immaterial in, 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 in comparison to how expensive litigation is going to be. So the dealer decides he's not going to deal with him. Forget about it. I'm not, uh, he ignores his phone calls, doesn't respond to any emails, and the buyer keeps asking for a refund. Either it's a mekach I want my entire, uh, the entire purchase should be null and, and uh, nullified and void. Or at the very least, give me back the compensation. Uh, yeah. In America, we have a, what's called a sticker window, uh, which which gives you a rochel bitcha katana. Yeah. So he calls it, or some of them calls it a prospective. I guess that's what they have there, prospective. Also, I don't think it was the regular dealer. This was a dealer who brought in the car from America. It wasn't your regular. The buyer's not going to request that paper to look over to me. He has, yeah. So yeah, he, he does. You're right. So that's why it's not such a common case in America. But I guess in Eretz Yisrael, this was an imported car he bought it from, 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 from America, didn't have the paperwork. He keeps calling it a perspective. Now, Rav Shlomo Amar does say, he just, we'll get to the kicker. So anyways, what's happening is he's not, he's not responding to anything. So Rav Amar says that, and he asked him, can I go protest? I'm going to hire a few people. They're going to hold up signs in front of this, uh, this uh, dealership. And they're going to say, this fellow's a gun. If nobody buy here, everybody go somewhere else. Don't purchase any cars from this fellow. So now that we've learned the sugya, so to say, of Avin Inishtin Lenafshay, number one, as Avi pointed out, we have to remember that if a person does not know that he's halachically correct, then the whole discussion of Avin Inishtin Lenafshay doesn't apply. It has to be with your borrower. You know that the din is with you. Now, very often people are biased, so Rav Amar says, take the, he calls it a perspective, take, take the paper, the window sticker, go to an expert, someone who's unbiased, and ask him, ask him, did I get what I was supposed to get? And if the answer is no, and you verified, independently verified, that you were cheated, so then, halachically, you have a shayla now of an inish shape because on one hand, you really should go to Besdin, but you know it's going to be too much of a tircha, too much of an expense, and the only way you're going to get your money back is if you threaten to do these uh, protests, and you know it's you, it's really yours, so halachically we paskin, 
it has to, you have to be a borrower. So he's borrower. He knows it's his. And he's going to now go. And even though this will exceed, the damage he's going to create will exceed what he lost. Plus, the guy loses, let's say, 100 customers. Yeah. And still, it's, it's not an equal. He can take anything. He can take away his diamond ring. I mean, so right now the question is threatening. Can I threaten? But we're gonna to get to we get to get to your point as well. I have more uh, more examples which which gets into uh, deeper which which broadens the sugya for sure. So that was his question. Can I now go protest? So if I'm asking, at the end of the day, yes. Let's just go through it from a step by step standpoint. There's a conversation here. At least there's, there's one way emails. You're sending emails one way. Please give me back my money. He's not returning it. So I can take him to Bezdin, and that's really my, my halachic recourse is to go to Bezdin. But he's not going to show up to Bezdin. It's too expensive. There's going to be a hefzid. So we paskin, based on the Gemara and Babakama, that of an inish deal in I can take the law into my own hands. Now, what does that mean, take the law into my own hands? So everyone agrees if there's an object, a chifetz, misuyim, the car itself, I can take it back, right? That, that everyone agrees to, that stolen car we spoke about a few weeks ago. But here it's just, there's no chifetz, misuyim. So you're not really taking any money back. You're simply doing, you're simply threatening. You're threatening to protest. This guy hopes that the protest will get him his refund? Yes. Or he just wants to make trouble? So it's a very good point. If you're just going to make trouble, we're going to see, we'll, we'll repeat this in a few minutes, that that's not mutter, because that has nothing to do with Ovid Inish Dinanafsheh. Ovid Inish Dinanafsheh is only as a recourse, as, as a way for you to collect. It's a leverage tool. It's not a punishment. You don't have, we don't do Einshin here. Can't, we spoke about this when someone's blocking your driveway. To pull out of the driveway in a normal way, and he end, end up scratching his car. So you could say, I had to get out, I had to get out. But to go scratch his car, when that's not getting you out of the driveway, to slash his tires, that's us, sir. Right? You could threaten to slash his tires. If you don't move your car, I'm going to slash your tires. And that might get him to move. But you can't actually slash his tires. Right, that might be a soul. Well, slashing his tires. Oh, threaten, threaten. Okay, fine. Api halacha. Api halacha. That, that would be... Haka is also mutter. We saw. We saw the Gemara. Even assault was mutter when a person has no, no other recourse. Okay, so that's his Shiloh. Um, without getting into his chuva back and forth, he's going in this Fardisha Mahalach, so he has to be a little more machmer. But at the end of the day, he uh, he comes out lahakel. If there's no other way to get it back, he's makel. I'll update the Shiloh. And this, this is more common for many of us, whether we realize it or not. You purchase something on Amazon, or you purchase something, you go to a restaurant or the like, and you did not get what you paid for. You hired a caterer, a party planner, and it was $30,000 event, and you know you did not get what you asked for, and you know the halachas with you, they shorted you on a few things, and then they're ignoring your phone calls. They're ignoring your emails, your phone calls, Really, you should go to Bezdin, but let's say it will be very difficult for you to prove it in Bezdin, but you know for sure that the halacha is with you. So the question is, can I go and threaten them with a Google review, a negative Google review? Everyone's on Google, has your, uh, your addresses on Google. Can I I'll put a, a bad review, a one-star review? Never, nobody should ever eat in this restaurant again, never use this caterer, never use this barber, never use uh, this, uh, this. I'll give you an example that came up. I'll change some of the details. You had a, um, you had a, 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 a homeowner who was selling his home, and he found a listing broker, and 
the way the way he wanted to set up because he knew he had some offers from his friends he didn't want to do a non-exclusive listing agreement so they did an exclusion that if any of these three buyers purchase it uh it, there's no commission which is a common thing especially in commercial real estate so <coughs> but they didn't put it in writing in commercial real estate they better be in writing right but this wasn't in writing this was Heimish, Heimish uh, friends and they amongst themselves they he said if one of these three guys buys it they're my cousins, my brothers-in-law. I, I'm not going to give you a commission. So, however, come closing, when one of these uh, individuals ended up purchasing the home, the broker decided to, uh, he forgot. He forgot about this whole setup. Now the money's in his pocket. Can he threaten, by saying, I'll, I'll, go on, I'll go online. I, I can actually file a report. You can even file something and Good luck taking it back and, and fighting against the, my report that I reported you to uh, whatever state you're in, to the authorities, the realtor group. So that's the question. Now, whenever we discuss Google reviews, you always think about the question of, of Lashon Hara or the like. So I'll point out a few things. Number one, it's a very, very, there's a tremendous difference between someone saying what we would call Lashon Hara Let's say you're, you're making, making a simcha and you want to hire a party planner. When you ask your friend, can I, should I use so-and-so? So that person is giving you information to tell us. They want to make sure that you are going to, to get what, you, what you're expecting for your simcha, for your party. So they can tell you, don't, don't, use, don't, don't order this. This person's more expensive. This is cheaper. These are things that, that are not Lashon Hara per se. It's Latayalas. It's in order for, for things to move along. However, if you're not in the business of making a simcha right now, Stam, this is Stam Hak. This is just a, you're just being a yenta. Then, then it goes into the question of, of, uh, of Lashon Hara. And most, most of the time, it, it will be Lashon Hara. So whenever you have Google reviews, you run into this question. So if I leave a review, don't use this contractor. Don't use this roofer. Don't use this uh, party planner. So it's Latayelis. That's why I'm doing it, so that no one else should, should, uh, should, should end up in my situation. But on the other hand, the person who's reading it is not necessarily gaining anything from this. It's just stam hak, and you run into that question. So <coughs> we could debate in Hilchas Lashon Hara. I would say to the extreme, on the extreme on both sides, if something is not a real issue, it's more of a personal preference or personal taste, for a person to now go post that on Google reviews, or on, uh, what's it called, TripAdvisor or Yelp, and he says, uh, the restaurant, the, um, the burgers are too fatty. So that's a personal preference thing. So to go put they're that... Right, they're right, too expensive. Yeah. That's also, what, what, what does expensive mean? Uh, cost is also uh, right. objective. I, I would think the problem of saying that, that don't use this guy, I don't know how smart he is because the guy, you can find someone even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's not, like, it's not like you're saying who to use. You're saying, this guy, so, so, okay, but you, so fine. I'll get five star reviews for the good one, and then the one star review for no, the. But, but it's one thing. That's it. That's what I'm saying. If you have, like, like all they're gonna see is don't use this guy. So I'm saying you're helping the guy. <laughs> There's so many other guys out there that could be, you know. Okay, the tell you, don't be upset if it didn't work out at the end. If he didn't show up, if the photographer didn't show up, don't be upset because I put a one star review. He doesn't show up to his simplest. <laughs> Yeah, I hear. Yeah, it has to be. 
<laughs> okay, interesting. Interesting because Lamaisa, if you are saying Lashonar Lutayelas, one of the conditions, so to say, is that it's going to be helpful to someone. You're saying it's not helpful anyways. It's just, um, <laughs> bottom line, it's not helpful. He, right? has, he gets one kitchen in his life. He puts it and he's not happy. If you get 10 kitchens, then he knows, oh, this is Taka Ben. He's going to be now, now, sometimes the, the one star is really telling you the person's a Ghanav. The person is, is out there going and he's, uh, he's, he's taking advantage of people. So you, have, you sort of have a chiv, so to say, of Loisam and Adam Riecha. And you can also. My, yeah. My question is the opposite. To ask this to your father, I was asked by somebody, I mean, was it, at the time he was doing solo paneling. Guys are looking, nothing. He says he wanted me to do a positive review, even though I never used them, just to build up his, what he called his uh, credit score, whatever it is, reputation. You ought to do that. So. I don't, I, I don't have a home to I was asking the family, I'm a nice guy. I'm a Frenchman. Well, it's, it's a fascinating question. So, historically, this was the, it was the Wild West. Now they crack down on it in many different ways with their data. They know who, who's related to who. They crack down on things. They also crack down. They know who the user is. If you ever reviewed anyone else, and and uh, it's not as simple as it used to be. You could just buy reviews. You would you would go uh, spend a few thousand dollars. And someone in the Philippines would now give you a thousand five-star reviews overnight, and there were there are companies that do it. They do that. They give you reviews, and they or they, they give bad reviews on your competitors. So, but let's say you're asking a legitimate question, a halakha question, ethical question. Am I allowed to give a five-star review to my friend's restaurant if I never went there? So, as you can, because people are people are relying on you, and you never went there. Now, you could get you could write in your five-star review, I love uh, Shmuel, and he's he's just a great guy. I give him a five-star review. I think that would be fine. But if you write, if you're reviewing the product that you never had, you never got a solar panel installation from him. You could write. I, I've done business with him for years. The, the calamari was amazing. What is that? Calamari was amazing. Right. Exactly. You never went there. How could you give a review? So maybe give a review. Calamari is octopus. Just heads up. Trafe. So so uh, exactly. So that, that that's what I would say with the with the Google reviews. Okay, so it'll so be the same. That you should not do that. That's what not if you ever say that his work is excellent. Very you know, the five star, five stars for his work. Never did nothing. So I, I shouldn't do it. I would think it's misleading. I, I don't want to say it's hundred percent usher, but I, I would assume it's misleading. You didn't. Um, you never used his services. Use him and then give him a five star. No, I understand. Every business needs that. that. No, for sure. You yeah. need that. And, and testimonials and reviews is part of, you know... Uh, so it's also a schablacher. It's a lot of the schablacher, because someone else won't get it. And those, uh, what, what's that short space? That's what he's been doing for it. That short, pretty cool when you stay in, a, in someone's house for a night. What do they call that? Squatter? No, no, they pay for it. They put gold on your Oh, papers. Airbnb. Like a... Airbnb. They actually force you. They're not going to take a review unless you actually pay by credit card. Right, so you pay by credit card and they give a review. And they give you the money back, whatever. So really, it's kind of I mean, it costs you nothing to do it, but 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 someone else won't get the, the business because he got the greater, better review. I mean, if Airbnb, I, I would think it's also as well because you never stayed there. How, how could you... How could you uh... I give yeah, five but I paid, stars. But I paid for it. But I paid for it. <laughs> I'm not going 
going to get my money back unless I give a five-star rating at that point. I don't know. I hear. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'd rather listen two weeks ago to look this team had this year on that and get to that part. On this one, Google Reviews? About reviews, and I was talking about all about the boxes and shoppers. Okay, we'll have to listen to it. Okay, fine. I'm sure there's uh, yeah. there's more. Okay, fine. That, that's just some general uh, highlights of that halacha. Obviously, it's not the topic, but just to bring it back to our topic, so we're not going to hire people with posters outside the dealership. It's much easier to sit in your sit in your basement and just uh, pop a one star review. And can I do that? Can I tell this operator, my vendor, whatever it is that I that I'm that I'm being shorter? Can I do that and use it as a threat? So we're saying halacha l'maisa. If you're, there's no way you're getting your money back, anyways, you're just doing it to damage, to just simply to attack, to punish him. That that does not fall into the category of of an enough shame. However, if this is a way, and this is your only reasonable recourse to be able to get back. Well, you know for sure is yours. Well, you know, again, you have to know that it's rightfully yours, and you do not have an easier, reasonable way to get this money back, to go to a Besden, to go to a Rav, to simply send an invoice sometimes. Sometimes it's just a conversation, but you know that you, there's no way I'm getting this money back unless I'm going through tremendous tircha and, and jumping through hoops to be able to get this person to a Besden. So I'm just going to send them an email. Hey, uh, you overcharged me by $100 or $1,000, I, I have no choice. I need this. I need this money back. If not, I'm going to have to put in this uh, one-star review. Now, what ends up happening is that if you end up doing it and you don't get your money back, so at, at some point there's no gain anymore. So at that point you'd have to stop. You'd have to take down the review. So it's it's a little bit of a tricky, um, tricky tricky thing to act to to practically do because if if the uh, <clears throat> let's say the car dealership, if he knows this, he could wait it out. And he could say at some point you're not getting your money back, so then halakhali you'd have to take it back. But but usually this would work. It would be a good recourse. Now you're do you're overdoing it. You're overdoing it, but I'm I'm trying to threaten I don't want to do it. And I have no choice. So maybe a three star review, a two star review. I don't know I don't know what, what would be considered more reasonable, but halakhically there would be uh there would be a way to to rely on this to be able to do this, at least to threaten this in a situation where you're not you're not getting your money back, that you know is rightfully yours, you could use it as a threat and go back to the case of the realtor, to the case of the car dealership or your restaurant, your caterer, your photographer. This is a tool, again, Simon Dalad, of it image to the don't do this without speaking with a rough, but this is a potential way where a person could actually get his money back. Okay, any questions on that? I'll move on to another case. <coughs> Another example. I'm going to change some of the details here. You had a we'll call it an assisted living facility or a business. You had a business. Uh, it could be a, a real estate business where the business is switching hands. Whether it's receivership, whether it's it's being sold, someone's taking over, and what very often happens is that the vendors end up getting messed over. That. There's a lapse in paint and payments, and owner B says this is really owed to you by owner owner A, and owner A says I'm done. I filed for bankruptcy. I'm done. I was bought out. The bank took back took back the building. I'm not involved anymore. I'm sorry, and uh, you have to do, you tr- tr- try to get money from the second owner. There's nothing I could do to help you. So there are a few questions that come up. Number one, if you have let's say a vendor that's that that's that uh, supplies. Uh, physical items, 
They're a supplier. They, they, they supply office supplies, medical supplies. So they know that they're owed money for three months. Okay, so the year changes from 2023 to 2024. Ownership changes hands. Q4 was never paid. So we're still billing for Q4. We get an email back from the company. Uh, sorry, owner's gone. There's new ownership now in 2024. Okay, well, what happened to Q to Q4? Not getting paid for Q4. Okay, can the, the supplies company short the next order? So they'll charge regular and they'll just give seven whatever, whatever the money is they'll just give the next the, the next shipment will be shorted but they're going to charge regular but they'll short the order now this case is a little complicated because it's switch owners most companies would not allow that for, if a company taking over another company they they require all their liabilities also what if it's bankruptcy and it's receivership when and the government takes over it's not it's not so simple you're right that there's a clean there's a clean transition and a transaction, yes, make sure. Well, the guy filed Chapter Eleven. Then everybody's up a creek. Okay, fine. So, but that, but then there's a new, there's a new. Uh, they keep, they keep going. So, let's say we'll give two different examples. One example is one owner, but he had a hard time. Three for Q four, he didn't pay anyone. Okay, he had a hard time. He said, "I'm sorry, I'm having cash flow issues. I can't pay you for Q four. Now in Q one of 2024, there's a new." Um, the, the new bill comes in, they pay it, but the vendor shorted them. So the B'tzal HaChachma has a tshuva. He, he debates, is this considered like holding back a mashkain? Or do we say, no, this is taking back what's rightfully yours? He ends up being Mako, that if it's the same owner, you could short the next order and say, oh, I'm not, I can't schlep you to Bezdin, you're not going to show up to Bezdin. You owe me from last year's shipment, so I, I did a shtick. I charged you for this month, but I charged you extra because, and I shorted you the order. So there would be, it would be a simple, it would be an application of of it in the But I'll give you another example which comes up. If someone's in the business of this, just realize this does come up. You have many companies that they will do, they will manage your social media platforms. That means, let's say I sell shoes. They have a shoe company. I sell shoes. I don't want to be on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. I hire, um, Instagram, whatever, some lady or some company, and they manage my social media for me. Okay, now very often what they end up doing is they actually have the login to the account. They own, so to say, the page. Now you could fight with Twitter and get your page back. You could say I'm the original owner, but very often they manage and operate the entire page, your website, and everything like that. And when everything is fine, there's no problem. You tell them what you want them to post about, tell them what you want to update on the website, and they do that for you. However, sometimes, at some point, there's, a, there's some type of dispute. Let's say they say you owe us money, and you say we don't, and there's a whole fight. In a second, very often, they can shut down your entire account. They could lock you out of the account. Now, you can go fight back with Facebook and, and revamp it and, and bring it back to life, or a website. If they're hosting the actual website, they can shut it down. So there was a, a case that came up where you had a company was... was uh, going through some issues of cash flow, and they owed a bill to their web designer. And they said, we can't pay right now. So the web designer said, you don't pay, I'm shutting down your website. Shutting down your website. Now, it happens to be very often, the company doesn't even realize that the web designer has leverage on, on this. They think they're just designing it, but it's my website. They don't realize that in the package, 
you might as well. You're paying them to, to design it for you. They'll go on GoDaddy.com or one of these uh, companies that hosted for a few dollars a year, and they'll make an account for you. But very often, they still have that login and access to that account. They never gave it to you. You don't know anything about technology. That's why you hired them in the first place to do nothing for you anyways. So you're relying on them. Can they now go and shut down your, your, your website because you're not paying a bill? So again, to threaten, it seems to threaten would be mutter because they owe you the money. If they taka owe you the money and it's halachically clear, you are allowed to get it back through halacha, through through uh, taking to, to being tight for something, to doing haka, and to threaten that we're going to shut down your website if you don't pay us. Let's say you have a phone company, and 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 the the the, the phone the, the carrier has your numbers, and if you're not paying your bill, they could they could with if you don't port the numbers properly. If there's a lapse in time, the numbers could be lost forever, and someone else could pick up your number. The number that everybody knows, the 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS, uh, whatever, the number that everybody knows could be gone in five minutes if you don't pay your carrier. He, he could threaten that. So to threaten, But let's say you know you're not getting paid. If you know you're not getting paid, it will be a mazik. You're being mazik the web. So let's say they can't pay you now. <laughs> Threatening's not going to help. There's no money here. The, the company went bankrupt. There is no cash flow. Hopefully in a year, we'll have more money. We'll pay you back. So if you're just simply angry and, and upset, and you say, oh, I, I have the power to shut off your account, so even though you technically could do it, but that, how, how luckily that would be wrong. There'll be no hector of oven industrial enough, in that case, because you are not... Who allowed you to go destroy someone's business? He owes you money. Owing me money doesn't allow me to slash your tires. It doesn't allow me to damage. I can threaten. I can threaten because that's a way of me getting back what's owed to me. But damaging doesn't get me back anything. It doesn't, I, I can't now uh, collect on the invoice because I, I destroyed your website. It doesn't work like that. There's one complicated part to this, I think, which is let's say the, the company, the phone carrier, or the web designer, they're paying a bill. They pay $2 a month for the, the, the multifamily buildings website, okay? Or the senior living community. They pay $2 a month for you. Why? Well, because they charge you $1,000 a month. And in the cost, they, they figure, we'll pay GoDaddy.com $2 a month. And we're not, we're not going to share the cost with you. It's part of the package deal. So now you're telling me I can't shut it off because that's being massacred. Who says I have to now renew? I don't have to renew. I'm paying for it. Why should I have to pay for something that you're not paying me back for? So to, 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 to not pay the bill the next month, why do they have to pay the bill? They're not going to get reimbursed. You could call the Shiloh of Hashavah Saveda for $2. They could save someone's website. Maybe in Hilchus Hashavah Saveda, we could try to find at least Lefim Meshur Sadin, why a person would do that. But to tell me that I'm chayev to now pay... I should pay out of pocket for your phone carrier, for your website, when you're not paying me for my, what do I, I'm not high to do that. Now, I, would, I should tell you, by the way, it's two bucks. Just pay for that. If you have two dollars to spare, keep your website going. I shouldn't hide that information from you. But look, I wouldn't be chayev to now go do that. That, that, that wouldn't be a chayev. Okay. Fine. Any, any other questions on this? Well, when the, when the 
let's say he wants to retire. He's not really selling anything. He's the web designer. He has all these accounts. Does he? Is he mechuyev to tell everybody about your account? Is he mechuyev? He said, "Look, I'm tired of it. I'm done. If we want the lotto. He's out." Does he have to not go to every client and and give him all the information about this two dollars a month? I don't. I'm not an expert on this, but I, I would assume from a legal standpoint, yes, you own. So it's hard to know because it's intellectual property. There is there is value in a website. You built this. There's there's SEO. There's traffic that comes to a website. To shut it down is hezek. But just from a legal from a legal standpoint, I would assume that he there's. Just, he just lets it lapse. He's done. He like he closes his computer. The the, the Yarshim, I'm a What's the guy? Unfortunately, passes away. I think most people don't think about it. I think it's a problem. I think because I, I've seen issues twice in the past few the months. Yeah, I've seen this come up twice in the past few months where you had companies, different different sectors, had this issue. One of them was in social media. The other one was a website, and the operator didn't had no had, didn't realize in the beginning when he when he took on a web designer, he figured the same way I tell you to make me a business card and it's my business card. I'm telling you to make you know to to make a website from, but it's my website. But they didn't realize that the company now it could be the company does this um, to to actually have leverage. So that could be a little bit of a shady a shady practice. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It could be they're doing it mostly just easier and simpler and cleaner, less bills to hand over to the to their clients, just a cleaner look. But if they're doing it to hold it as leverage, it's a problem because Bishlam of the phone service, the phone service. Yes, you need the carrier to, to, to pay for your phone, to, to support your phone. If you don't want to, go, go take it somewhere else. Find a new carrier. But I'm the carrier. Versus here, I made a website for you. I'm not hosting it. GoDaddy.com is hosting it. I'm not hosting it. I got nothing to do with me. I'm just, I'm just in the way. <laughs> I'm literally just holding the keys to, to annoy you, right? Versus a, a, a phone carrier... It's different. They would have to go to, to, to find go go. It's it's very difficult for a person to do that himself. He has to he has to know the technology. So, I think that that would be a, I think that would be a difference in halacha. I'm not sure. I think that would be a difference. Um, usually, when you when, when people are in the moment when everything's heated, it makes a lot of sense to now go destroy someone's website. When you think about it for a few minutes, <laughs> you know, in, in a rational way, you say, okay, one second. If there's money to be to be collected, so yes, I could threaten. He owes me money. There's money in the bank. There's cash. So I'm a vendor. I deserve to get paid 100%. That's a 100% halachic uh, taina. But once a person realizes there is no money right now to get paid. So w- what, what is your recourse? You could cry, but to destroy his website, what are you gaining? You're not gaining anything. You're simply taking it out, taking your anger and frustration out on someone else, and you're not allowing him to move forward very often. Very often, he's going to try to bounce back. There is a sale, hopefully, whether it's you know, a bank coming in, there's value there, and you're just destroying another piece of his operations, and you didn't gain, you didn't get anything in return, zero. There's nothing you got back. You got back that you destroyed someone's website. <laughs> what did you gain at the end? So, very, uh, yeah, I literally just saw this. It was, it was very um, disheartening to see how a person could, could lose it because some, someone didn't pay you a few hundred dollars, but that's the way it is. Okay, let's just give another uh, example or two. There's a there's a uh, discussion in the pricing. Let's say you had a deal, deal one, and your partner, you know, there's revenue there, but he's not sharing it. He's not sharing the revenue properly. Okay, you want to take him to Bezin. It's too much of a hassle. You don't have aid him. It's hard to prove, but you know for sure that he is not giving you your fair share. 
let's call it $10,000. You know he's sure to do $10,000. Can you make up a new deal? New deal. There's a new deal on the table. We're buying uh, industrial buildings in, in uh, I don't know, Connecticut, and we need a $10,000 investment. Now, very often you would ask, why would this person do that? There's greed. So he decides, no problem. He gives you $10,000, not realizing that in a couple years, you do it in a way that there's no, there's no paper trail. And you could say, lay down, never happened. Are you allowed to do that? So, so uh, if you look at the Paiskim, <coughs> there's a debate in Halacha regarding Midvar Shekhar Tirchak, when it applies, if you're not using it in the context of Bezdin. So it touches upon that sugya. But halachically, especially if you would try to avoid any specific lie, and you just set up a scenario where he's going to invest, and it's a way for you to get your money back, assuming that you know for sure that this was my money, that this revenue that, that belongs to me, he's cheating me, so this is my only way of getting it back. I can't take him to the bezin. It's too much of a, a hassle, too complicated. There would be a Pesach for a person to do such a, such a shtick to be able to get his money back because it will be, a, will be an example of, of an inish Okay, there's one more topic which we didn't spend too much time on, which uh, which is overlapped by this halacha of Ovid Inish which is also found in the Simba Gimel, that is regarding a person taking matters into their own hands. Your friend is doing an Isser, you want to be him from an Isser, can I take the law into my own hands? And what if I cause him damage? So that's a discussion in, in the in Achreinim, the just Two highlights on this. Rav Zilberstein has an interesting tshuva, where there was a there was a bal tshuva, who uh, was inspired to go toivel kalim, and he asked his parents, and his parents said no, don't go toivel the kalim, but he went anyways. He toivel the kalim, and in his uh, excitement, he broke he broke a few things. They didn't realize, but he he knew he broke a few things. He asked Rav Zilberstein, does he have to pay them back? So, Rav Zilberstein has a few different reasons why we could be makel in that case. One of them is this that perhaps is a din of arvus and. Your parents have a chiv to toivel the kalim. So when you toivel kalim, sometimes things break. There would be perhaps a heter of an inish dilan as, as an, an extension of that regarding a lahafresh suroi. However, I saw Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shlita, he says that when it comes to stealing, to steal someone's object, that would be usher. Let's say someone smokes on Shabbos. You can't steal their cigarettes. That's usher. You can't do that. That's, uh, we don't do that. We don't, we don't steal things in order to be mafresh me'isr. If it's relevant, so have a conversation. But otherwise, you want to steal someone's uh, someone's gun, whatever they're doing. You wouldn't steal things that we would not take the law into our own hands. IPhone, iPhone, yeah, throw it in the fish tank. Yeah, I don't know. If you take, if, Shiva. So it's hard to know because if they make a rule in the school and you walk into the school, maybe that's called the cult nice of mum and kind. Yeah, what about, could a shul do that? Let's see a shul says, anyone who brings their phone, uh, the, the phone rings, we have a knas, $5 knas, or something like that. So when you go into, so when you go into shul, you agreed? So if it's a private shul, I think, I think that would work. You don't have to come here, but a regular kihila shul, who says they have a right to do that? I don't know. Not, not so, uh, everyone comes in and decides, he agreed that I'm going to get $5 knas when the phone rings. So I, I think this is, uh, it's, it's an old, old, I don't, th- I don't think any shuls do that anymore, where they have a knas. Someone, uh, someone's phone rings, but to take someone's phone away, or take his cigarettes away, whatever it is. Oh, he's a grandma. He is. He was guarding his grandmother's knas. Yeah, a lot of yeshivas have and Bati Midrashim have these knasas. So, 
I, I would assume if you're part, if you're. No, not on the phone. Let's say you have a knas in, in yeshiva. You come late to Shachar, it's $5 knas. Or, that's the joke. This fellow comes first day of the year, he puts down a wad of cash, and he pays, he pays in advance for the year. Right? I don't want these knasas. But uh, maybe. Maybe that's a cold tonight. It's a tonight. You come, you're part of the school. There's a knasas as part of it. But someone walks in from Mincha, how, how could he say there's a tonight there? Well, there's a quarter in my time. Came late. 25 cents? 25 cents. Uh-huh. Bill, how much did they charge you guys for coming late? Never came late. I, I didn't have Kanata for late for that, but, like, but my mom said, you should come in and you should go like this. Two guys are not wearing, uh, are not wearing scissors. Like, just, or one thing, like, that would be the amount of kids that we have it on, like, charge them. Wow